0: I see so many business owners trading hours for dollars, hustling it out, and doing all the things to grow their business, only to look around and wonder when they're actually going to be able to start living the life they envisioned for themselves. When does that freedom and flexibility come into the picture after all? In today's episode, we talk about the absolute best way to free up time in your schedule and actually start seeing the growth you're craving. Because spoiler alert, you can only hustle it out for so long before you have to make some fundamental changes in your biz. If you're struggling to create a business that supports your life rather than the other way around, this episode is for you. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Liz Teresa. Liz Teresa, business coach and founder of LizTeresa.com, has been helping entrepreneurs find clarity and uniquely market themselves with confidence for the past seven years through her strategic website design and clever copywriting services. She wants every entrepreneur to rise and be the star of their own business. She's also the creator of Concept to Creation, her flagship branding and website design program. Liz, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, I'm stoked. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I know, Uh, we have fun. (laughs) We're so good together. I know. It's great. So we actually found out that Liz lives like, I don't know, 10 minutes, not even from the town that I grew up in. So I like immediately
1: felt a kinship with her. And this is small town stuff. So it was like, it was very, cause you were like, you were like Norwell. And I was like, you know what Norwell is? (laughs) Like usually like I've only met one person. Like in the course of doing the online business thing since 2011, aside from local clients, of course. But like one random person told me that they that he vacations in Norwell, and I was like, "Where?" He was like, "Oh, there's like an Airbnb that's a huge house. Me and my friends go there and party, and then go to the beach." And I was like, "Really?" But, but it's that like was like not the only a person vacation destination. Not in my opinion, but I think he thinks it's because it's like a small town. So it must feel sleepier than wherever he comes from. I don't even remember who the guy was, actually. Like, it was, like <laughs> a really long time ago. But I just remember thinking, why would you come here for that?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean,
1: yeah, a little bit odd, but
0: uh, <laughs> I grew up in Hingham and that's like not far from there at all. So I was just amazed because like little towns in near Boston, Massachusetts, it's just crazy. It is crazy.
1: Hingham's yeah. a very nice town. Hingham has more. You could vacation in Hingham and I wouldn't judge you as hard because <laughs> like you guys have like Hingham is like, oh, let's go shopping. Let's go to the the shipyard. And Norwell's like, we border the beach towns and we were somewhat inland. I don't know. We we go to the Hanover Mall. No, we don't anymore. That mall is gonna die, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. It's over. No,
0: I had no idea. So when you're not talking about malls, yes. what do you do? Can you tell us in your own words?
1: Yeah, no. So I I've been offering website design, business mentorship, and copywriting services since 2011. I'm supported. And very lucky to be supported by a team um, of like amazing people that help me do that. So like I'm not. It's not like I know it seems like the Liz Teresa show every day, but like I I am only who I am because of the great team that I have. Which is not like we're not like a conglomerate, but there's five of us. Wow, um, or six of us in all. Yeah, so but we're all very loving and <laughs> we all share the same mission which is that we really i mean we're very relationship oriented with our clients we create custom websites but custom websites that are drag and drop friendly easy to edit um no one feels married to us so that way whenever you know we do make a website for somebody like it's fully theirs and then they like if they want to come back and spend their money here It's like, cause they want to, um, most of my clients are women entrepreneurs, us in service-based businesses. Many of them are personal brands. Um, and they come from kind of all walks, whether they're, I don't know, already really successful, whatever that means to you, um, or, or if they're like totally just starting out and they might be at like a point in their business where they only know how they want to show up and then we can kind of come in and help them show up in the way that makes them feel really, really clear and really, really confident. So it's really, it's good work. I'm very challenged all the time in my work. Um, but it's, it's fulfilling to be a part of other people's businesses. Yes. I can so relate to that.
0: Um, and I just love how you (laughs) marketed yourself as we're real people and we don't have an attitude and (laughs) because (laughs) I just think so incredibly important because there's just like way too much of like all the other stuff, right, in this industry. The like, oh my God, I'm so annoyed by my clients or how dare they email me or like how dare they want changes or, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. I just feel like there there can sometimes be an attitude around
1: Um, these service-based industries which is crazy to me because well designer divas like even just the word designer diva like that's a like if you're a web designer and somebody's like I don't want to use that blue and then you're like oh you're gonna use that blue and like it I mean like (laughs) what's wrong with you like who cares Uh (laughs) I don't care
0: Yeah. And I think that's just like so important because I think that there, that kind of stems from this place of being like, so like, obviously we want what's best for our clients, but I think it stems from this place of being so attached to whatever the outcome is or whatever the like, quote unquote, best blue is. And I just think that like when you can take a step back and you can be like, okay, I'm in this like amazing service-based industry and like, I want my clients to be happy. And obviously they're going to choose the blue that's right for them. It just makes it so much more detached and so much healthier, I think. Well,
1: you know what it is that, you know, that book, the subtle art of not giving a hoot, (laughs) it's not hoot, but like, you know, I'm talking about Mark Manson's book. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So like I've only read like a minute of it. Like I haven't read that much of it. But what I do think the message is is that be selective about the hoots that you give. So like if you cared about every blue in every project or every time somebody wanted to change something, you would not last you couldn't last in the business that I'm in. Cause you take everything personally. And and I just it's what that's just not per- I don't know. I just care so much more. Like, I mean, like I have a client, I just made her a website design. And um I think it's super cool. But then she had like some things she wanted to change, but she starts the email like, Liz, I love your energy. Thank you so much for this effort. And like, she means it. She liked liked a lot of things about it. She's like, I'm just wondering if we could try these different things. Okay. So you know what I mean? But like I've, me saying I'm a nice person. I also require that of my clients. So it probably makes it easier. Like on my site, it says, I don't know if you saw this, but I have a thing and it says, um, my requirements for a good client, a sunny or at least partly sunny outlook on life. And if anything, you need a personality. And so that's, I mean it so much. And I added it to my website just after like really just one too many jerks. And I think that it's its good to be choosy. And it's, it's, refre- people find that my clarity around who I want to work with personality wise, they find it refreshing. And they think, I think they think it's funny, but it's, it certainly is funny because no one says it, but it's absolutely true. <laughs> So
0: can you tell me what is the one mindset shift that's made the biggest difference for you or your clients?
1: I would say for me, it's, it's been about investing in myself and I would say myself slash my business. Mm, Such a good one. Okay. Let's go a little bit deeper on that. How have you invested in yourself slash your business? Well, the, I just, so I think more about the business, but I do think this, this is true too, when you, when it comes to like investing in self-care on a personal level. Um, But as far as the business goes, when I did start my business in 2011, it was just Liz, like it was just me the whole time. And you know, you, when you're just you and you're service-based, there's really an income ceiling. There's a potential for how much you can earn because you're selling time. Um, and when I realized Mm -hmm. that, I mean, I remember I was laying in bed, um, and this is when I was married to my ex-husband. So I was in Mississippi, which is where we were living such a different life. I'm laying in bed and I'm staring at the ceiling and it's like 1130 and I'm resting a minute because I have to get up in about 25 minutes to go do a midnight launch for someone because I didn't have the technology, the technology then to schedule a launch to happen. Like it just was, it was stuff that you had to go push the buttons for whatever reason, the way that we were doing it. And I was like, God, this sucks, right? Like, I was like, why am I, what am I doing? Like, I was like, I should have people that do this or know how to do it better than me. And so that was kind of my moment. And there was this guy who I I was actually like on a team with him. I was on a project with him. He was and he was initially hired on this particular project to replace me. So when he and I met, I started out being like, oh God, I hate this guy. He's, he stinks and whatever and because they've reduced me to like a support role on the project and like yeah so I was not pleased but then it turned out his so his name is Zach and I and I remember laying there and I was like, I need Zach like I just I need him right in my business mm-hmm. I and I it was kind of the first moment like I'd had interns I'd had assistants but I was like I need a real person who's really smart. Do you know what I mean? Cause, Cause interns and assistants aren't real people. Well, they like, they don't pick up. They, do you know what I mean? Like somebody that can finish my sentences, yes. somebody that blends in seamlessly with me, somebody that can be a full partner, but you're right. They are, they are do have beating hearts too. They're nice people. And I value my assistant <laughs> for sure. But I was like, I need Zach specifically because he was he was a developer. He was the things mm-hmm. that took me hours would take him minutes minutes, because he was so much smarter than me at what he did. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to get Zach. So I just decided I would get him. And I did. And we stopped working on that project where the lady replaced me because she didn't really like anyone. And so we kind of <laughs> got away from it. Um, and really, like that was 2015. And once I once I took him on, um, my income, I would say, skyrocketed. Like I must have made wow. 60% more in a year because I got a Zach. Um, and that's like even spending more you spend more, you make more. And he was the best investment. Um, my, my people are my best investment and he was the best, best big investment I'd ever made. And I had made investments in coaches and courses and programs and da, 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 da. But like people, if you find the right people, you can go some seriously cool places. And so professionally, I would say with the mindset shift of, I'm going to DIY this. I'm going to do everything. And as a web person, that's tempting because you do know how to do everything. (laughs) It's not necessarily right. Right. I mean, in general, Mm. like any business, right? Like your entrepreneurs,
0: you start out, it's just you like chances are, you know how to do everything. And if you don't, there's a pretty good chance that you're just like, well, I just decided something I don't want to learn, but you like fully know that you could like, I mean, I don't edit my podcast, but i do I think that
1: I could if I needed to? Yes. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And then, but you're like, I got, and it's even like this, I got better things to do and I could sell twice as many things because there were two people. Yes, I mean, like I was able to, I was able to make a lot more money. And then it was like, once I realized that investing in people made me more money, then I, then I wasn't afraid to hire more people all the time because I always make more money if they're, if they're good. <laughs> I mean, I haven't even, and honestly, I'm very fortunate for whatever reason. I really attract wonderful people that don't, they don't quit. No one on my team has ever quit except one person, but she got a job in the field that she really wanted to work in. So like it was like, she had to move on. Yep. Um, but no one on my, like, like everybody on my team has been there a really long time. Um, except this year I'm bringing on new people just because like I don't know, life is busy and I need, I need help. But like that, I mean, no one leaves because we all take care of each other. We all have the same philosophy. And I mean, I feel so lucky that I've, I've been good at attracting good people. I think that's so incredible. And I think the, I mean, you're talking about it and it
0: sounds Mm -hmm. so logical, right? Like it sounds so logical that, you know, when you're a solopreneur and you are the business and that is like, your time. you're basically trading time for income. It makes sense that you hit a cap, so it's totally logical that hiring more people allows for more time, allows for more expertise, so they can do things quicker. It makes sense that that would be the way in which that you can expand. But I think that so often what happens is there's so much fear that creeps in, especially around like hiring that first person. Like, I love how clearly you decided you were like, OK, Zach, I need a Zach. I actually need that Zach. Like <laughs> I think I that's amazing. But I think that a lot of people don't have that. Right. And then there's a lot of like back and forth. And like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford this person or Like, how is this going to go? Like, what if I don't make enough money to pay this person? So can you just talk to me a little bit about how you
1: navigated that fear, if that happened for you or came up for you at all? I mean, he didn't, I think for me, it did come up because I mean, that was, he was a very big investment. Um, as far as like, I paid him, I paid him a great hourly rate at the time. Now he's on retainer, which is a much bigger investment yeah. um, because he's, well, he's so much a part of my business and I, I value the crap out of him. But I, I do remember at the beginning, I was super afraid. Um, and what I kind of told myself, and I was actually upfront with him too. And I think you should be when you're hiring your first significant person. Um, I just said, I was like, look, like, I think I can afford it because logically I should be able to, Because and you're certainly worth it. So I did all that stuff. And I said, but like, if I can't, like, you know, obviously this isn't going to work. <laughs> so like, that's kind of what I said. Like, I would just, I would, you, I, I don't know, fire him. Like, is that the word that I want to use? No, but like, he didn't sign a contract just to come on board. And you know, he was a contractor. And so like, you know, I would just say, what if you just tried And what's the worst that can happen? You have to let somebody try to be a great part of your business before you know if it's great or if it's not. And I think, and I think you can't be afraid to spend money on trying things because people always want sure bets. Like I've had people inquire about mentorship, for example, and this is not super often that this happens, but there was a woman named Lisa And God, she she just annoyed me. Like I was like, you're an annoying consultation. I thought she was just gross. And she's like, she's from here locally, so I won't say her last name. But she wanted to be a coaching client, and she said, "Oh, what's my ROI if I hire you?" And I was like, "Well, if you do the work, I go, you should make more money." And she said, "What's my ROI?" I go, "Look, I go, if you're so concerned if I'm going to be worth it, I go, that means that I'm not worth it to you now." And I was like, "So please, like, peace." That's what I said. I was like, it's not up to me. You know what I mean? Like I can give my clients all the tools, connections, resources. If they don't go do the work, like, man, it's on you, man. But so that's, that's the other thing. It's, you know, anything you invest in, it's
0: what you make of it. Well, yeah. And I think that too often we want this like magical quick fix. Right. And I think Mm. that sometimes like, that's why like diet programs do amazing. Right. Like Uh, the basics of dieting is like eat less, move more, eat more of the right food. Like, I don't, you know, there's not like, it's not super complicated, but I feel like sometimes the biggest problem is just getting out of our own way. Right. And Mm. actually following through on what we know logically is the way that we're going to see results. And that's why I think coaching is so powerful because you have someone reflecting back to you and saying like, Hey, I'm noticing your blind spots and it looks like you're having a hard time in these areas. How can we shift that? What's going on here? Let's talk about it. Let's move through it, you know, and help you through those uncomfortable bits where you're expanding and where you're stepping into that new, like basically version of yourself. But I think when it comes down to it, like it isn't just like a quick magical fix most of the time. Like it's not a light switch. Like you can't just Mm. be like, Oh, okay. Like I hire a coach. Now my business is like doing 10 times better. Like, yes, but there's like every step in between, you know, there's everything that goes into that into, you know, really putting in the effort into getting out of your own way on like really doing the thought work that's going to, boost your business. Like there's so much more that goes into it. And sometimes I think that when people show up for those investments, just looking for like, tell me my ROI, what's going to happen? You know, it's like, it's just limiting the potential, right? Because they're expecting this like one pigeonholed result when like so many more things could be possible for them, you know?
1: And you don't know if they're taking these big vacations and breaks in the work. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have no idea. You don't know what, what like, what, what, what life will bring. Yeah, you don't know what life will bring. You don't
0: know. Like, yeah. I mean, I've had coaching clients that really wanted to start a business and we worked through that together. And then they realized that like there were so many other things that were more important to them right now that this just wasn't the time. And that the like super fulfilling right decision for them was just to like hold off, you know, and like, that's not everyone's path, but like, that's also not something that we can easily attach numbers to. No, I completely agree with you. I think that, that just like ties back to making investments in general. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we have to, I feel like there's almost this hesitation to make the right investments, right? Or this like difficulty in making the right investments. Because what I see a lot is people like really want to point to one thing. They really want to be like, oh, it's gonna be the website. It's gonna be the Facebook ads. It's gonna be, you know, like whatever it is. I mean, there's like a new magic formula every day, right? Um <laughs> yeah, but I think that the thing to focus on is it's really how it all works together, and how it's like creating the business that you want because if you're investing in something and it's not like if it doesn't mesh with the way that you like to show up and the way you like to do things and the way you like to make more money, like that you're already putting yourself into resistance with that you're already putting yourself into resistance with that investment, so of course you're not going to see. The kind of results that you want.
1: Completely agree. I, I, and I, I even think I feel this, I feel the same way or similarly about content marketing because people, people will like come to me and they'll be like, Liz, how often do I need to blog? And then I'm like, do you even like to blog? But like people come into websites, right? Where they're like, Oh, I have, I have to do this or I have to post on Instagram, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you enjoy doing? And like, I always say choosing the right medium is like of the utmost importance when it comes to content marketing, because if you're not enjoying, like for me, it's podcasting. I love to talk. Shocking, but I (laughs) love to talk. And so when I did pod, when I had my podcast, it was like a light went on in terms of my content marketing strategy. I was always better at helping other clients with their content. And I never found the groove with my own until I had a podcast in 2016. So it took me five years to find my medium and I fell into it by accident. So it's kind of like, finding, you know, a a system that works for you, but it's whatever you do invest in, it's got to resonate somewhere, right? Yep. Um, And I think that there's, it's definitely like, does it feel right in your gut? That's the same, the same thing is true when you're, when you're hiring someone, you know, albeit to do a website, if you're hiring someone to be a part of your team, you should be able to feel it in your core if it's right or not. I think that's really important. Well,
0: I think it goes back to that kind of value alignment because I think earlier when you were talking, you were like, we all have the same mission. Like we all believe in the same thing. Like that is so important no matter what you're investing in, whether that be people, whether that be a course, whether that be a coach. Like if your values don't align, you're constantly going to be at odds with whatever you're investing in. You're constantly going to feel like, oh, well, my coach just doesn't get it or they're pushing me to do like strategies that don't feel good to me. Or like, I just like, like you're constantly going to feel that resistance and that pushback if your values don't align. Right. So I think that yeah. when you're looking at investing in people, and when you're looking at in, like whatever the investment is, when you're looking at that, like make sure your values align, make sure that you're on the same page with most things, because that's where the magic happens. It's not when you like constantly are trying to trying to like keep up with, you know, like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Or I don't know, or they don't get it. You know, like you're already putting yourself at odds if you're doing that.
1: And and even, yeah, I think that that is really, really huge. And actually in the relationships where it doesn't work with me and the client, it's definitely that, it's like a philosophical difference between like what I think is important and what they think is important. Because they might be like SEO and like keywords and like schema and markup, right? And Mm -hmm. they're missing copy and strategy and conversion and sales, which is like where I, that's my spool of thought is like, create a website that will work for you. And you worry about SEO later. Like we build everything to be search engine optimized, but like that's SEO is just an example, but like your entire strategy should rarely ever just be search engine stuff. Right.
0: Want the secret to making more money, accelerating your results and seeing some serious growth in your business without a ton of extra time and effort on your part. The answer lies in getting the right support. Look, businesses aren't built in a bubble, and you can spend weeks, months, and even years trying to do it all on your own. But ask yourself, do you really want to have to hustle harder to see more results? Is that sustainable long-term? If you're tired of spinning your wheels and are looking for the strategic mindset coaching you need to start seeing more results with less effort, then you're absolutely going to want to join me for my free stress-to-success coaching call. Together, we'll uncover the mindset shift that will make the biggest difference for you, So you can start taking the right actions consistently and start saying no to the things that aren't bringing in results. Head over to amandadentily.com slash free call to book. There are limited spots available. So get over there and book yours today. So. The other thing that comes up for me when we talk about, you know, making the right investments or investing in the right people is that kind of like resistance around asking for help. Can you talk to me a little bit about delegation and how it's like basically a form of self-care?
1: Yeah. And I think, cause I think part of the resistance, it's like resistance to asking for help. And I think oftentimes it's for the reason that you'll have to invest in spending money on the person that's going to be helping you. That's probably one part of, one part of it for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the other thing is like, you think, well, nobody does it like I do it. Or like nobody can do it like I do it. Or if I ask this person to do it, they'll do it wrong or it'll be somewhat flawed. And then I'll have to like babysit them. excuse me. And and I'm just like, and I'm like, well, that is part of delegation. Is like, you want to teach somebody how to do something so they know how to do it. Um, but it is, I mean, I think in, I had somebody on my podcast that said this, they said time is the only asset that you do not get back. Money is very replaceable in a business. People, unfortunately, I love my team, but like, God forbid, some, they were all like, we hate you. <laughs> Teams are, people are replaceable. Customers are replaceable. But time, time is not replaceable. Um, so every time you do delegate, that's, that's good for you too. And I always say when, you, when you're starting the whole delegation thing in your brain, find the thing that you hate the most get rid of it, <laughs> delegate that, and then watch how you physically and mentally will feel when you're not doing it anymore. And then when you notice you have the, like all this time in your schedule, all of a sudden you'll be like, oh my God. Um, but you also end up, you make more money because now you have more time to focus on revenue generating activity. Totally. Or like if their visibility strategy
0: is like posting to Facebook groups, but they're not posting to Facebook groups, raise this hand. Um, like (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like hired someone to do that for me because I was just like, I like, yes, I need to get more visible. Yes. I love creating content. Yes. I'm doing this anyway. But like when it comes to just putting the content out, like I totally invested in a VA early on just because that, like, that was something that I was just flat out, like not doing. Right. And I think when you can, like, when you know what those things are, and you get crystal clear on like, oh, I'm just like not showing up in the way I should. And all of this work has already been done. But like, I'm missing the key piece of this in pumping it out. Like, it's so much easier to like solve for that problem. Right. But I think a lot of times mm. people just aren't aware, like there's no awareness around what it is that you don't like doing or the task that you know, you dread the most. Like, like, let's start
1: paying attention, for, like, to that because then it's so much easier to hire for. You know, one of my time things that I do is I don't, lo- I like have priorities, and I'm like, I need to get these five things done or these four things done, and I really will just go and do it before I look at email. And I've had people be like, Oh my god, the worst offenders will text me to say, Did you see my email? <laughs> I'm like, Oh my god, wow, I hate you. <laughs>
0: Okay, I so hate, a few things
1: that. here, right?
0: Like, <laughs> first, me. first thing oh, is, me. <laughs> first thing is, so with email in general, I just think that this is such hmm. an important mindset shift because I think a lot of people look at email like you're right, like someone else's to do list, but also that it's like the most important thing or like takes top priority or like God forbid someone wait two and a half seconds to like answer that email. And when I was growing up, my mom said, like, you always have a choice whether to pick up the phone or not, right? And mm. I was like, th- "Like that's totally revolutionary at the time back when we had landlines, but... Uh, you know, with email, like you have a choice, whether you want to like be in your inbox, like every single second of your day and like, look at emails as they come through. Or if you create like dedicated space for that, like you have a choice when you answer emails. And I think one of the most powerful things that you can do is just to like set boundaries around that. Because I think you begin to realize that like the earth, like the world does not crumble. If you, hold off on answering emails till the end of the day, right? Like the like nothing happens if you wait a few hours. Like most people are generally pretty understanding. Yes, do you have people who like to push boundaries and will text you? Like, yes, of course. But like that's a different issue and that's something else that that we can tackle in them too.
1: <laughs> what was that? That's them. I just think that's them. That, and you know what? And when I, I, I saw one like that and I actually, I got rid of my Voxer account because I, I don't even use it, but I like had one for a certain, like a coaching relationship a while ago. Um, and I had a client that saw I was on Voxer and she would just Vox me to be like, did you get my email? And I was like, you know what? Voxer deleted. Now there's no way. So there's just no <laughs> boxer. I'm like, you ruined it for everyone. Um, And I barely used it anyway. But yeah, I just think that's on them. And you're not like, your mom is so right. And she's like a revolutionary I to say this because I think the same is true for email. But it's like, you're not beholden to somebody just because they think you should answer them. Right. And ever. I mean, and now it's funny because like
0: I never pick up my cell phone ever. No. <laughs> I'm on night mode all the time.
1: I'm like, I don't know I also, this number. I get so many, I get spam calls all the time. So I'm always on night mode. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you're often a waste of time. And if you don't leave a message, I'm not calling you back. Like you have to leave a message to get a call back. <laughs> it just won't happen. Right. Right. So true. Because I mean, I, I don't even Google all the numbers because it's too many. Like I, I could get five spam calls in a day. I'm not going to spend like 10 minutes Googling who they are. I don't care. Well, also like my <laughs> clients know that that's like not the best way
0: to reach me and not the best way to communicate with me. And those are boundaries yes. that like I set up up front and I like let them know my hours that I'll respond and what typical response time is and all of that kind of stuff. And I think just communicating that in advance and knowing your own boundaries, like clients can't respect your boundaries if they don't know what they are. I say this all the time. But 100% true. But it's like you, it's your job to communicate them. So we also can't have be in this weird space where all of a sudden we're annoyed that someone's texting about the email, but we haven't told them that we don't like being texted. Right?
1: Right. Amazing. No, you're so right. I put it in my, it's in my service agreement. I don't say don't text me. <laughs> my co- well, my coaching clients there, it's okay if they do. Cause I'm like, you're paying for it. And you're honestly, my coaching clients are like often, like I want to answer like that. They have interesting questions. Like it's not like, it's less like, did you get my email? I think if you're ever texting someone to say, did you get my email? I hope you're asking in earnest. Cause like, if you want to just follow up email again, that's this is my PSA because I think ever I think it's egregious I think it's ridiculous that people do that Oh my god Do you want, Can I tell you something yes. else about email And then I promise you can ask me other things But like I was on this project with this girl and she hated the crap out of me I don't get along with everybody I guess I don't know Maybe she just doesn't have a partly sunny outlook on life <laughs> This is why But she used to respond to emails by sending me a loom Are you familiar with loom Yeah, totally. Okay so like I would write a thoughtful email doesn't not necessarily long but thoughtful and then she would like send me a loom back of her reading the email and going Ugh. and then like mansplaining stuff to me about marketing and I was like do you even know who the, who I I'm Liz Freakin' Teresa. That's like what I so like that was my reaction every time she loomed at me. Because it was it became like a thing that you do at someone, which by the way, terrible PR for Loom is me telling this story. Because like I'll never get a Loom account because of this person because she made it she gave it such a horrible taste in my mouth. Um, but like that was just she was just not engaging in thoughtful dialogue. It was easier for her to send these videos, and so what I ended up doing is I said, Hi, person, we'll just call her person, and I said you know, like I totally appreciate, and this was after like 30 looms. So like, I really let this go on a really long time because I assumed I wouldn't have to address it. And then, and then I did cause she wouldn't go, like the project was still going on. I go, I totally get that that's faster for you probably. And I was like, but I really like when I send you a thoughtful email, I go, I would really appreciate like a really thoughtful, like written response. I go, cause I don't have time to watch all these looms. <laughs> cause the looms would just be like, uh, and then mm, and then um don't need all the ums and the uhs and the sighs about how much you hate the project I just want like you to answer my question do you know what I mean I don't know can you believe somebody did that boundaries 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 thank you <laughs> and and she was she never spoke to me again I, just I never got a loom like we
0: don't have to let it get to 30 looms before we communicate Thank you. I should have said it so sooner, so much sooner. I'm glad you bring it up because I think like 2020 hindsight, right? Like we all have these Mm -hmm. things where we're like, oh my gosh, I let that go on for way too long. But I think that like the more we talk (laughs) about it and the more we bring these kind of conversations to the forefront, the less people have to wait to get 30 looms in before they're like, this isn't really how I like to communicate. And this isn't giving any value on either end for us.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I was, I actually like, I couldn't even handle it. She would send them to me and my team. She was just another contractor. She had her own set of people, but she Was the only person on the project, like with us? So she wasn't even my client. She was just a person, like on the project. And I was like, "That's why I was like, for the sake of our working relationship, and for the benefit of me giving you referrals in the future, like, could you please just communicate a little more thoughtfully, please?" And I said it like way nicer than I'm saying it now because right now I'm all laden with like sass because I'm like, you know, myself telling you (laughs) because you're on a podcast and this is what we do. Oh my god. See, here's the thing. If she, so like, if she listens to your show, she'll be like, oh, you called me a loomer. Like in like, she'll be, a, I mean, I'd love to hear if she's listening, I would love to hear from you. Okay. So, so for those know. of you who don't know what loom is, I feel like this is kind of important. Oh, explain. Yeah.
0: Please explain what loom is. Or do you want me to, you should so do it's, it. You can do it's it. like a video service where that allows screen sharing and like easy recording. And it's just basically an easy way to either record you talking or to record like your screen as you're going through thing, things. A great project management tool if you're like trying to hand things off to a VA and you want to really show them like this is where the emails go convert ConvertKit and this is how I send them out here and this is what subscriber list it goes to. So you can just do that all in a two minute video. Rather than sitting there and writing out like 40 pages of instructions of where to click. So super useful for those kind of things when you're using it in the right context. Not Mm. so great for when you are just trying to basically externally process, which is what it sounds like she was doing.
1: Yeah. You don't use it to respond to an email. <laughs> it's just so dumb. I just was like, I was like, this is awful. And then I, and then I felt bad because she never spoke to me again. And I was like, dude, just don't loom. Like that was like, all I asked is that you don't loom. And then it was like, if I'm not looming with you, we're not doing anything. It was like, <laughs> it was loom or nothing. And so it didn't work out. Yeah. So I don't know. But see, I'm so, I'm, this is because I, I do copywriting, right? So mm-hmm. like, of course I'm sensitive to the way other people communicate, but I'm like, man, that's all we got. You know, when you're working online and, and everything like, you know, you want to, I think so hard always, and, and almost to a fault, I think so hard um, to be empathetic to the other person on the receiving end of my email, mm-hmm. whatever I'm saying. in um, like, if I'm saying something good, I'm over the top good. I'm good with an extra 10%. And I think everybody should always be, do you know what I mean? Very conscious. Because you don't know what, what kind of world that other person's waking up in. Well, yeah. And ever. I
0: mean, in general... I think like, I love to approach those situations, like you said, with kindness and also like with just like consciousness around what you're saying. And Mm. I mean, you very clearly don't know what's going on in someone else's life, but I also like to bring up that like, you can never determine how someone else is going to feel right. Like you can do everything on your end and you can show up with kindness and confidence and um, consciousness and all those good words. Um, And like someone else can just be having a shitty day and like, that's totally fine but the important part is not to make that mean anything right like well because you showed up in the best way possible right and you didn't create that for them they created this like they got something else going on right Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of times like, we just take on this, like, immense responsibility for how other people are going to feel about something when that's not our job, right? Like, our job is to do our half of the equation, to show up as our best self. If they're not showing up as their best self that day, like, that's on them,
1: right? Yes. That's like if that's like saying breakups have to be mutual. Like, if you broke up with, like, a boyfriend, <laughs> like, that you'd have to agree to it. That's not how it works. Feelings don't have to go fall the same way every single time. Yeah you know, that's, that would be crazy. Okay. So
0: let's wrap up. Um, any final words on investing in yourself?
1: Well, yeah, I would like to tell people to also invest, aside from thinking about it in a business sense, as a person in the world, investing in your own self-care so that there can be delegation to some extent. So like if you hate cleaning your bathtub or oven, which is two things that I hate doing, it's, it's good to hire specific. people to do that kind of stuff for you. Yeah, I can't. I just know. I just, I don't know, the bending and like, just, no, I just don't want to do it. Um, yes, yeah, so it's good to hire people to do things for you, um, like if you hate walking your dog or if you just, or if you want to like have you know your kids be watched by somebody every so often that's on you splurge on yourself and investing in things that will save you time personally is a really good idea but also like making sure that you always have a standing self-care thing um, as regularly as possible so like I always try to have it like at least a massage a manicure pedicure or something once a month Cause I need, I just know I need that. Like I, I need a minute to step away and I like doing spa things. So however it shows up for you, self-care is not the same for everybody. Like, and like, and I also think mindfulness is not the same for everyone. I used to meditate every single day. And then in pregnancy, like my relationship to meditation has shifted a lot. So like my mindfulness activities have become a little bit different. Like now I read or like I, I sip coffee for an hour and do nothing else. It's so like for me, you know, it's it's changed. And be gentle with yourself, and don't think that there's a certain way that you're supposed to do self care, a certain way you're supposed to be mindful. Kind of let go of uh, what did you say? You say you said this thing that was like let go of the outcomes, letting go of the outcomes around your own relationship to mindfulness and taking care of yourself is important. Um, but if you schedule it. And you, you know, that's improving your relationship to time, then you'll have more success that way too.
0: Yes. Oh my God. I've never thought of our cleaning lady as an act of self-care, but like when you put it in that perspective, I'm like, oh my God, it's such an act of self-care. Like my time is not, well, one, I hate it. Like I hate dishes. I hate vacuuming. <laughs> I will never dust. Like, like, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I just like do not enjoy cleaning. It's not Not my thing. Right. I love it. And I'm like, there is no greater gift I can give myself than the cleaning lady coming every two weeks like that. And just like the mental space that that creates when you have a clean home, like, oh, my God, such a blessing. Um, so just giving yourself permission to do that too, I think is huge because a lot of times I think people are like, oh, I don't want to spend money on that right now. Or like, oh, it's for me. Like, I don't know. Like give yourself permission, like for however it's showing up for you, however you're going to invest in yourself, like just put it on the calendar, just do it like See how it goes. I mean, it and I think like it's so much easier to create beliefs in one area of our life and then move them over into another, right? So when you're already Mm -hmm. saving yourself time by investing and having your house cleaned and you realize like how much more time and energy and space that creates for you. And then just moving that belief over into your business when you're looking to make other investments that are going to save you time, like it's so much easier because you've already done it once, right? You already know that the result is possible for you. Um, so I think just like really paying attention to that and being able to move those beliefs over can be super powerful as well.
1: I think that that is, that's a great advice. So even if you could think of one thing you could do it would get you sent in the right direction. Totally.
0: All right, Liz. So if
1: people loved what they heard from you today, where can they find you? Oh, come be my friend. Say hi, please. I'm always at Liz Teresa on social media. It's L-I-Z-T-H-E-R-E-S-A. You can find me at LizTeresa.com or on the Liz on Biz podcast, which is also on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Or if you want to get your copywriting on, please come over to FreeCopyVideo.com and I teach you copywriting tips to make sure when people come to your website that they buy something. And Who doesn't want more money, right? amazing yes everyone wants more money (laughs) (laughs) mindset (laughs) shift
0: I'm just kidding I love it um okay awesome so you heard it guys go check her out over there and Liz thank you so much for joining me today thank you for having me thanks for listening to one simple shift check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelly.com slash one simple shift if you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. For her strategic website design and clever copyright copywriting services hold on I'm gonna do this again